HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Heritage Foods USA, the nation's largest distributor of heritage breed pigs and turkeys. For more information, visit heritagefoodsusa.com. I'm Mike Calameco from Food Talk. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer. We're coming to you live from Roberta's Restaurant in Bushwick, Brooklyn. It is Wednesday, March 23rd. This is the 101st episode of this series, which is dedicated to behind-the-scenes talents in the hospitality industry. Today, I have a magical guest here, literally, and I will introduce him in a moment. For my regular listeners, I am switching things up today, so next week I will be doing my South Beach and Charleston Wine and Food Festival Roundup. Now, as I do on every show, I will first start out with my PR tip. Later, we will have my speedrun game, industry news discussion, solo dining experience, and the final question. As the founder of Bayer Public Relations, I'm going to tip the show off with my PR tip of the week. So today's tip is to believe in magic. Know that anything is possible. Having an open mind and imagination can lead to beautiful things and a life full of delights and surprises. And in PR, we can create our own magic through original and well-executed marketing campaigns. So be a believer as life is magical. That is my tip today. Now I'm excited because my guest is magical. It is Josh Beckerman, the foodie magician. Josh is a professional entertainer who intertwines magic, mentalism, and comedy around the world. On his food blog, nycfoodie.com, he reveals his passionate obsession with food and restaurants. And on his new podcast, Still Eating, on At Will Radio, he takes hospitality leaders on food crawls through different neighborhoods of New York City. So welcome, Josh. Thank you for having me. What a, this is a truly magical uh, dream come true. It's a magical. It is. Yeah. Uh, it is truly magical. But just to confirm, we are live right now. We are live. If I, I didn't know we were going live, I would have put pants on prior, but that's cool. 
But um bump. Oh yeah, hello. <laughs> hey now. Comedy too, magic and comedy. You got them both. Yeah, usually the comedy's just in my mind, but we're gonna pull through. All right, we we shall. So I want to know. I want to start at the beginning with you. How did you get into the food world and into magic? Oh, that's a great question. I get to ask that a lot. Um, I sort of got into both at the same time. I've always been into food and restaurants. I started eating sushi at the age of three. Does that make me a foodie? I don't know, but I've always been into food. When I was around four or five years old, my dad got me a magic kit. A lot of young kids get you know magic boxes and toys and sets. And that's when I first kind of bit the magic bug. And my dad asked me when I was like five, what do you want to do when you grow up? I said, I want to be an actor and a magician. So um, I've been entertaining my whole life. Yeah, I don't know if I got a magic kit. Maybe it's more of a boy thing. I don't know. Uh, Is that I mean, a stereotype? Not really. I mean, a lot of, <laughs> I mean, a lot of boys get uh, magic kits. But I've, I've talked to girls that okay. got magic kits, too. Well, I just haven't stopped. It's the only thing. Okay, so it wasn't just it, you turned it into a career. So how did you do that? I mean, you went you went to school, but you on the side were doing magic. Well, yeah, I went to a college called Bucknell University in Pennsylvania. I was a business major, minor in film studies, but my nickname at Bucknell was the Card Man. I would entertain you know drunk people at fraternities with card tricks. I started doing card tricks. Okay, uh, when I was like in high school, uh, and then. Throughout the years, I actually have switched from card tricks to more mentalism, mind-reading kind of tricks. I've seen you do mind-reading. I don't think you've ever read my mind, though, just so you know. Well, the night is young. The night is young. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, the food, the restaurants. What, I mean, how did you become the foodie magician? Well, that's a great question. Um, I've always been into food. My passion when I was in high school was, like, actually film. I wanted to be the next Woody Allen without sleeping with my adopted daughter. Um, okay. <laughs> when I graduated from college, though, my passion and obsession switched from film to food. And I just became more obsessed and passionate about restaurants. I was living um, in New York, and I would try to memorize the Zagat and just try to do a lot of research on restaurants in New York. So I just became obsessed. And in 2006, uh, I thought to myself i should blog about this so i started um i bought the domain name nycfoodie.com to document my dining experiences um and then in 2010 i was entertaining full-time at private events magic mind reading comedy and also had this food blog so i started introducing myself at uh events i was entertaining at i was introducing myself as the foodie magician and not fruity magician by the way foodie magician and people would be like what the heck is that? Do you do magic with food? I'm like, no, I'm a magician comedian that loves to eat. Um, I have a food blog, nycfoodie.com, and I just eat all day. So that's all. That's really what it is. I'm an entertainer that entertains at events, but is also obsessed with food and is at restaurants all day eating. Yes, still eating. <laughs> so how do you... How do you decide what restaurants to go to now? Because I see you're out and about, and you also you write about restaurants, and you also, when you're there, I, I know this is also something we have a little in common with going solo. I go solo a lot, and I think you yeah. go to restaurants solo and then entertain. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, I go to restaurants to eat, 
not to entertain. I entertain at private events. Nine out of ten times when I'm at a restaurant, I will start entertaining because people might recognize me or the chefs will say, hey, could you know, uh, you know, show, show my you know, staff a trick. Or it, especially if you're dining solo, like I love to sit at the bar and eat. And most, I would say 85% of my meals are solo. So when, I, when you're at the bar and you know, I tend to strike up a conversation with someone sitting next to me or the bartender, once they say, what do you do for a living? And you say you're a magician, the next uh, question or statement right after that is show me a trick. So it's, it is always dinner and a show with the foodie magician. Um, but in terms of choosing my restaurants, uh, it's kind of it's spontaneous. I do a lot of research. I like staying on the pulse seeing what's new and what's hot but i kind of like to let the universe guide me i don't like planning stuff i mean i get i do get emails from publicists every day hey come and try a restaurant you know take a picture of the food write about it but i also like doing what i want to do and i kind of let the universe guide me so it is very spontaneous yeah well i can see that and i also i also notice you are at new restaurants very early on you're like yeah. you're well, there i like to be yeah i'm usually there like the first day it's open or even the I, <laughs> yeah I, early on <laughs> i've crashed friends and families by mistake and i'm there before they open you know right so with the entertainment and and the gigs you do because i know you just told me you're going to dubai is that a i mean what are you going to be doing there well someone i know is uh who is actually flying me over there to do a show um at a at a club over there. So I'm going for seven days. Um, but I, yeah, I entertain all over the world. And that, does that tie into the food aspect or is that more just separate? You're doing reading people's minds and doing magic. Yeah. Well, yeah, the food is, see, I'm not the food magician. I'm the foodie magician, meaning I love <laughs> to eat. So I, my job professionally is I entertain at private events around the country, around the world, be it corporate events, parties, you know, birthday parties, uh, whatever, you name it. The food part is just my passion. So I'm, so when I'm in Dubai, I'll do my show. At, but of course, my goal, though, will also be to discover the culinary scene of Dubai. So the foodie, it's sort of separate. I mean, I do a couple of tricks. Um, uh, you know, my signature trick is, of course, I guess people's favorite restaurants that they think of in their mind. When I do TV appearances, um, I'll have like, you know, the host think of a dish and I'll have the dish appear but but it is it, it is sort of separate like a nice show isn't food related it's it's more just intertwining magic mentalism and comedy yeah well I mean it's it's so cool I don't obviously know anyone else who does what you do and you have a special skill set <laughs> I mean yeah I'm the only magician mentalist comedian that eats at restaurants all day that's a fact well and you and I also have a trademarked foodie magician so right if anyone else tries to do it I will sue you yeah, and your magic, I mean, you've been, I've seen you on Seth Meyers on Today Show, you've done these tricks and on live camera, and um, it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome, I have to say. And, I, and I've seen you do it at some of my restaurant clients. I remember at Soko years ago, you did oh, the, yes. yeah, you did the one where, um, I don't know, people think you're touching their nose or their chin, mm -hmm. and you're not, and you've seen you do that one on camera, and it's it's unbelievable. I don't know how you do it. It's magic, obviously. It's magic. Exactly. And on that note, we're going to take a little magical break. So stay with us. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network.
Hello out there. It's Steve Jenkins. I'm with Fairway Markets. White Leghorn, Red Wattle, Bourbon Red, Navajo Churro. Well, these aren't names you're likely to hear at a Fairway Butcher counter or any other counter today, but before the rise of factory farming, you would have. And at Heritage Foods USA, you still do. Heritage Foods USA exists to promote genetic diversity, small family farms, and a fully traceable food supply. You see, we believe the best way to help a family farmer is to buy from them. And Heritage Foods is honored to represent a network of family farmers and artisanal producers whose work presents an immeasurable gift to our food system and to biodiversity. The meat we celebrate, whether it's Heritage Turkey, Japanese Steaks, Berkshire Pork, or Navajo Churro Lamb Chops is the righteous kind. From healthy animals of sound genetics that have been treated humanely and allowed to pursue their natural instincts. It's a simple fact. Animals raised according to this philosophy taste better. And as we like to say, you have to eat them to save them. Visit us at HeritageFoodsUSA.com for more information. All right, welcome back to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Sherry Bayer. My guest today is Josh Beckerman, otherwise known as the Foodie Magician. So, Josh, you started doing a podcast called Still Eating. How did that come about? Yeah, that, I'm actually ex- really excited about that. Um, my my friend Will Malnati um, started this new network um, at Will Radio, and you can find it on iTunes and it, the address is itunes.com slash at will A-T-W-I-L-L and he, uh, he I've known him for some time now and he saw that I you know eat at restaurants all day I'm kind of a personality and kind of well I am well, yeah, I am I'm pretty much I am a, that's, I'm a one big ball of energy and personality and uh he came to me and had this idea of this podcast and i was i was like yeah it'd be great and the podcast is i go with chefs and food personalities people in the food world we go on little food crawls around different neighborhoods in new york and uh, i started that like um launched around a, a month or two ago and it's really fun that's actually one of the reasons why i wanted to come on your podcast and uh see how the podcast world is yeah, you're getting you're getting a sneak peek of of Heritage Radio behind the scenes in the studio. How we do it. So I've listened to a, a couple of your uh, podcasts, and you're. I want to know how you do it because you're walking around a lot of times the East Village. It seems. Well, but. yeah, it's, I live in the East Village, but no, it's, it could be any neighborhood. Okay. I, I've been. I've been uh, keeping it close to home for now, but it, it's going to be. We're going to venture out to different neighborhoods all over New York. And um, I actually have Will holding, um, like, the sound equipment, and me and the chefs are mic'd up. And we uh, go. We try to hit um, three different restaurants and, you know, chew the fat and uh, talk about life and whatnot and the food world and also eat, eat food. Yeah, and then – so you do the live – the the live walking around or it's not live but yeah you it's recorded re- or you record it and then you also do segments do you do them in a studio because you're putting together well I do voiceovers okay. in the studio and uh, will and uh, will edits it together but we might do it an hour you know food crawl but it's only you know around a twenty minute show yeah no it's been great and I like how you point out the restaurants that you've gone to on your website yes. as well so people can go back and and find these places and i i mean i listened to the one you did with kate crater it was really fun yeah and well i mean 
the also the thing is that's kind of what I do all day anyways. We, even when I'm not recording a podcast or TV or whatever, I literally just eat at restaurants all day. I happen to entertain at private events too, magic and comedy, but I just eat all day and drink a lot of coffee. Yes. So what's some favorite places or what's been a good meal you've had lately? Well, great. Um, I've had a lot of good meals. You know, I'm all about positivity, so a lot of my meals t- tend to be uh, good because I have this whole positive vibe. I always c- go into a restaurant or situation with a positive vibe. But this week, I had an incredible meal at the new restaurant Nick's, N-I-X, John Fraser's new vegetarian restaurant in Greenwich Village. Have you been there? No, it's on my list. I have not been yet. I was blown away. I think it's, um, you know, I've been, you know, I like to sit at home sometimes. Well, actually, I don't sit at home a lot. I, I like to eat a lot. But <laughs> when I am at home in the winter time, I like to maybe get a little high and watch Netflix documentaries. If you look at any of these documentaries, most of them about, are about how, um, you know, how our world is, you know, dying because of the consumption of meat. And all, a lot of these documentaries say how we should really become a vegetable-focused, you know, planet. So going into Nick's, which is vegetarian, I was really blown away with the food. It's all it's vegetarian. It's all vegetables. And it, it was amazing. Yeah, I I look forward to going. I mean, I've been to Narcissa, yep. where, uh, where he does great. I mean, it's not a vegetarian restaurant, but he does great things mm-hmm. with vegetables there, and I loved it. And I'm a big fan. And yeah, vegetables are are trending. I get you know. I know I like that place by Chloe's really good. Yeah, I've that been was there. on my podcast. But that place is there's always a line at the door too. It's crazy busy, but that's a, that's a good vegetarian spot. Yeah, she's she's opening more. Yep. I mean, it's like blowing up. Um, I tried the uh, in Brooklyn. I tried the Llama Inn. Have you been to Llama Inn? I have been to Llama Peruvian. Inn. Peruvian. At the Anti Cuchos, the skewers. I, tried, I had some of those. I had, yeah. I had a lot. I had the, that wrote that chicken for two. Um, last week I tried the roast chicken at La Turtle in the Lower East Side. I've been there. I it did was, a solo dining there. I walked in solo, but ended up seeing three girls I knew at a table and crashed their girls' night out. And <laughs> which is always fun. And I ordered the chicken for the table, and, they, and we all loved the chicken. The chicken at La Turtle was could be the best roast chicken in New York. I do love the roast chicken at Barbudo too, but the roast chicken uh, for two or three or four at La Turtle was great. Did you try the chicken? No, I had lobster. Oh, I can't believe I mean. I mean, it was delicious. I love lobster. Um, yeah, no, I would definitely go back for that, and I would. I find sometimes the solo thing though uh, what doesn't work for me is is pizza. I've been my solo dining experience later in the show is Pasquale Jones. Oh, I've been yeah, I've been to Pasquale Jones and twice. I I didn't get the pizza because I was by myself and I I need oh. to go back. I mean, oh, well, I should have. I I go I dine solo a lot and eat pizza uh, a lot. That's why I'm trying to diet right now at the moment, but I went to Pasquale Jones um the one of the first nights it opened. I had the clam pie there which was awesome. And then for my that was my appetizer for my entree I had their spaghetti, and um, yeah, yeah, trying to burn these lbs now. Yeah, well, well, still eating. I don't know. You got to do still working out too. <laughs> well, I, I like to walk a lot, but um, yeah. no, I eat pizza solo all the time, which is probably it's probably why I need to lose the pounds that I've been putting on. Yeah, well, if it's an individual. Pie, kind of like Roberta's does. Maybe I would do. I that, know we're here at Roberta's. Yeah. I think I might have to get a pie after after yeah. this podcast. Yeah, I think you might. 
So uh, let me ask you my question I had from Danny Meyer last week. Okay. Danny Meyer. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, my 100th episode. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. Super honored to have him on the show. For anyone who doesn't know, Danny is the CEO of Union Square Hospitality Group and the founder of Shake Shack. So he wanted to know, would you ever consider coming up with a trick where an iPhone could actually griddle a burger? Wow, that is hilarious. <laughs> um, and I, that I, You know, it's funny. I When I have food... I don't know if I could do that, but when I have food, well, that sounds awesome. Uh, I'd rather just go go on Shake Shack, go to Shake Shack, and have one of his burgers. But um, when I I've had food like drip and spill on my iPhone, I I'm such a foodie or fatty or whatever you want to call it. I lick it off, and then I've people have seen me do that, and and, and they've told me that my phone's probably dirty, and I should, probably shouldn't be licking my phone. But um, in terms of my phone. <laughs> this is a true story. In terms of having a, my phone griddle a hamburger, that's a G, that would be an amazing trick. But my better trick is making food disappear, including the Shake Shack burger, which is a great burger. Yeah, I can do that trick too. Yeah, though I do it all day long. <laughs> I mean, his other his other question would be what everyone wants to know is how did you do that? How did you do that? So do you, do you ever give away secrets to your tricks? If you get me really really drunk, absolutely. Okay, but I'm, I, yeah. So yeah, you want you can want to order a drink for me right now? No, I'm not drinking. It's fine. But I'll t- actually, I want to tell you something about <laughs> Danny Meyer. I, I was at a party once uh, with Danny Meyer, and I actually did my signature trick on him, which was think of a restaurant in your mind, and I and I got the restaurant that he was thinking of. If you want me to divulge that, not how I did it, but I could tell you what he was thinking of. I th- well, you could tell me what he's thinking of, and you've never done that trick on me. I don't know if you could do that. Uh, oh, now. you want me to do it live on, on live your podcast? Live on the radio. I could do it. I could attempt to do it. But I if I get it wrong, then we have to edit it out. But oh, this is live. live, so... All right. Well, you want me to do the trick to you? Why not? All right. All right, let's do it. And you can tell me about Danny Meyer, but you could do well, this. Well, I mean, so the trick used to be think of uh, a restaurant, think of your favorite restaurant. But when people ask me what my favorite restaurant is, I have hundreds of favorites. I love different restaurants for different reasons. So what I want you to do is think of a restaurant in your mind that you like a lot. And let's keep it in New York, Manhattan, Brooklyn, or Queens, okay? Okay. And let's lock it in. Now, I don't want to see anything. I don't want you to tell me anything. Um, just so we have proof, write it down on the back of this business card, but make sure that your audience knows that I'm not looking. Okay, he's I'm not th- looking. Okay. I, um, let's see. My, my engineers in there yeah, I'm, can, I'm can verifying verify. This, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, film, we should film this part. Oh, no. Your camera, camera crew's not here today? Okay. And then... Well, all right. Turn the card face down. All right. Make sure I don't look it. Put it in my, we'll put it in my wall. Make sure I'm not looking. Okay? Is that fair? I didn't see. He's so, not looking. He's not looking. When was the last time you were at the restaurant? The last time you were at the restaurant? Oh, about six weeks ago. Okay. Um, do you... Do you remember who you were with? Were you solo or were you with friends? Or? I was solo. Okay, good. But but that could be that now. Maybe are you are you are you mind reading? Or are you cheating? Because you know every solo restaurant I've ever been to because you follow my Instagram. Well, but I wouldn't know you were solo. No, I'm, I'm actually trying to read your mind. So this is, okay. this is, by the way, the audience should know that I had no idea I was going to be put on the spot and try to read your mind, but I'm going to do it because I am a professional. Um, so it'll take me two minutes to read your mind, Shari. I'm going to start saying stuff aloud to read your mind. What I'm saying could be right. It could be wrong. I want you to be poker face. Are you ready? Yes. Also, before I do this, let me ask you this. Do you know the name of the chef of this restaurant? Yes. Okay. Uh, here we go. Two minutes on the clock. 
you were there how many weeks ago? About six. And where'd you grow up as a young little kid? Where'd you grow up? Miami. And I'm going to go with this is crazy, guys. I do mind reading around the world. Are you from Florida? Yes. Oh, snap. Ah. Mind reader in the house. That How was amazing. You get that? You- stay, stay seated, guys. Stay seated. All right, here we go. You're thinking of a restaurant. Two minutes on clock. She's from Miami. Clock starts now. Now, 60% of restaurants, Sherry, in New York are Italian. Now, we're here at Roberta's, which is Italian. They serve good pizza. Maybe you're thinking of another pizza spot in Brooklyn like Lucali. Great pizza. Maybe you're thinking of Defara. They have a good slice. Maybe you're thinking of Joe's Pizza. No. Maybe you're thinking of Andrew Carmelini's La Conda Verde. Now, wait a minute. That's the sister restaurant to Bar Premi, which is down the block from Il Buco Elementari. Have you had their porchetta and short rib? It's amazing. No. By the way, you have a good poker face. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely getting an Italian vibe. Uh, maybe you're thinking of Bar Pity. They have such great burrata. Maybe you're thinking of Laratuzzi. Have you tried their mushroom dish top with fried egg? Ridiculous. Um, all right, hold on. You know the name of the chef? I know the name of the chef. All right, let me see my Sharpie. I'm gonna think of the name of the chef. Now, I want the – okay. If your engineer can, can come in. Jack. Yeah, Jack, come in here. Come in. Jack, you're needed. We're doing magic. All right, Jack, all right. So can you read this? Don't say – do you know this? Don't – you know the chef? Okay, I'm going to go with this. We're doing magic over the airwaves. All right, you can read that, right? All right, I have a chef. Are you? Uh, should we show it to her? Should we show you what I wrote, or you want to see? What was the neat? What was the? Neat? I wrote down, and Jack can verify it, right? Mm-hmm. What on the on my pad? Mm-hmm. I wrote down a chef's name, and I wrote a restaurant. You can see it, right? Yeah. What was the name of the chef in your mind? Me, mm-hmm. Missy Robbins. What's the name of the restaurant? Lalia. Can you read my pad? What does that say? Missy Robbins, Lalia. Did I get a job? Wow. Now, for your audience who can't see what just happened, I actually wrote down on my pad Missy Robbins wow. and Lilia, which I've been to, which is great. She, uh, her pasta dishes are great. The whole restaurant's great. Oh, <laughs> there you go. We got it. Guess what, Sherry? Guess what? You just got Foodie Magist live on your podcast. It's about time. I knew you could do it. I knew you could handle the pressure, and I knew you'd get it. Wow, Everybody wow, in wow. Roberta's, too, is they just dropped their pizza. And they're going nuts. <laughs> so that was where the applause came stuff. from, yeah. What'd you yeah. say? That was the applause. It was Roberta's. Yeah, I know. It was amazing. People, yeah. Roberta's are going crazy. Yeah. There's tomato sauce all over everyone's outfits right now. That was fantastic. You Thank you. Magist. Thank you. No, I've seen, I've watched you read people's minds. Like, I've been there. I've been in the audience, yeah. but you never did mine, and you did mine now. And yeah, I'm a fan of Missy and what she's doing at Lilia. So. That's, yeah, I love it. I love the space there, too. It's great. Yeah. Well, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Talented guy. All right, we're going to take a break with the foodie magician. We're going to come back and we're going to do my speed round game and talk some industry news. This is all in the industry, all in the industry on Heritage Radio Network.
Okay, we're back. This is On the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Sherry Bayer. My guest is Josh Beckerman, who just read my mind. Amazing. He is the foodie magician. And uh, it's time for my speed round game. Okay. So here, I'm going to put you on the spot again here. Yes. What I'm going to do is I'm going to name a couple of things, either or situation, and you just pick your preference. So like chocolate or vanilla. You ready? Mm. Yeah, okay. I'm ready. You're ready. Wait, maybe I should drink more coffee for this. This sounds sounds crazy. Mm. All right. Here we go. Eat in or eat out. <laughs> yeah, I only, by the way, I only eat out. Every meal I eat at restaurants out. I don't cook. The only thing in my fridge is Poland spring bottle of water. Every meal is out. Uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But usually I'm not up for breakfast, so lunch, and dinner, and then sometimes another dinner after that, and then dessert. And then a late night snack. Because we're still eating with the foodie magician. All right. Maybe we need to ease up in the coffee. <laughs> How about wine, beer, cocktail, or mocktail? Oh. Um, I, well, I'm currently trying not to drink that much. But if I am drinking, it's anything with alcohol in it. Wine, beer, cocktail. cocktail and Well, not mocktail. Not What's mocktail. the point? Okay. Might as well just have water. But, yeah, anything with alcohol I'll take. I'm kind of a binge drinker. I won't. If someone says meet me for a drink, it's like, why don't we meet for like eight drinks? Otherwise, I just have water. Yeah, so that answers that. Okay, tasting menu or a la carte? A la carte. Small plates or large plates? Ooh, small plates. I love tasting a little bit of everything. Communal table or chef's counter? Wow. I kind of like both, but, well, if I'm... Let's just put both. Okay. Can you do, is, that, is that a fine answer? Can you do both? You can do Some, whatever you want. Sometimes I'm in the mood for a chef's counter where yeah. I can see, you know, kind of like dinner and a show, look at the, what the chefs are doing. But sometimes it's fun meeting new people. Okay. And so then reading their minds. Tipping or all-inclusive charge? I always leave 20%, but now that I noticed a lot of restaurants are doing the all-inclusive, I kind of love it because you don't even have to think about it. So it's life's easier. So let's just do all-inclusive. How about... Uh Instagram for food pics or dog pics? <laughs> I guess you've seen my Instagram. I have. I follow you. My Obviously, it's all for food pics, but I do like dogs, so I put the dogs in. But maybe also, maybe I can get some more followers that pe- for people who like dogs, but Instagram for food pics. All right. I don't know if you're going to like this one. Ask it. Still eating or still single? <laughs> Lisa well, got you to laugh. <laughs> still, still, well, it's it's always both. I'm always eating, and that's like maybe that's why I'm still single because I'm too, I'm too busy eating. Girls are like, "Can you meet me for a drink?" I'm like, "Nah, I'm eating. Sorry." All right, well, you must meet a lot of people though. I out do. And about I do, but still single. Gotcha. Two more cheese plate or dessert? Dessert. Manhattan or Brooklyn? Oh, I live in Manhattan. We got to go to Manhattan. Manhattan, and that's the game. That well, was fun. Yeah. Was what do fun. I win? Do I win? You you don't win anything. I'm oh. still thinking like of Lilia. I like, know you, you still owe me. Mind. You still owe me dinner at Lilia. I love it. I love Lilia. Oh, is I, that? Oh, oh, oh I. Well, if I get if I get what you're thinking of right, which oh. I did. Oh. And I got the chef's name, who's awesome, Missy Robbins. But I also, I, by the way, Lily not only is food great, but I like that space there, too. It's a very it's, nice space. They did a really lovely job. And I think, actually, they started, uh, just started recently to, in the mornings, they're doing, like, uh, pastries and coffee, I believe. There's the little, a little, little coffee yeah. shop. Or it's, I don't, when I was there, I saw it. It wasn't open yet, but now it is. It's, like, adjacent to it. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I was there solo. We, we, let's go, because I want to try more yeah. dishes, so. 
All right. We have plans. Okay. Industry news. So there was an article, Fast Company, an an exclusive look at Ando, David Chang's top secret new delivery by Rob Bruner. So this was news yesterday, how David Chang is opening this new place that is a delivery only restaurant or a food delivery service. And um, in the article, or there was another article in the New York Times that was talking about it. He was saying how it's his dream restaurant because there's no one can complain about backless stools or noise. So this is, I mean, David Chang, whatever he does, makes David uh, Chang is killing it. Yeah, he's, a, news. he's an empire builder. Another day, another David Chang adventure. Well, it's like, funny you say that because there was something today from Steve Cuso about how he's going to be opening um, something like from the Momofuku concept down at Pier 17, which is the South Street Seaport. And I just want to clarify, David Chang is not Steve Cuso. Is opening? Steve Cuso's not opening anything. No. Oh, sorry yeah. if I said that wrong. Okay. Steve nice. Cuso. Steve Cuso wrote about how David oh. Chang is opening this place. In where? Pier what? Pier Seventeen, which is down South Street. I didn't even know about that. Well, that was today's news. I, I mean, I've known breaking, David. Breaking I've known, news. I've known David Chang since he was making ramen noodles on First Avenue, and I've seen him just take over the world. It's incredible. But um, yeah, his places are, are are awesome, and and he's he's uh, he has this chef JJ Basil. Basel, Basel, mm-hmm. alum from WD50, who's going to be working with it. And um, I don't know, excited to see what he's doing. I mean, he's still involved with Maple, the delivery. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I, I read about this stuff, Maple and Ando. And, but once I hear delivery, I, I kind of tune out because I'm always out eating at restaurants. So right. I don't even, I don't really don't care. But um, it sounds interesting. It could be cool. I mean, maybe I'll try it once. Um, did you check out his new restaurant, Momofuku Nishi? I did. Solo dining. Yep, I sat at the bar too solo. Yeah, um, no, it was great. Um, I'm a fan, and I saw him the other night. I went to the documentary City of Gold. Yep, and uh-huh. he had a Q and A afterward with Jonathan Gold and Peter Meehan. And, oh, that's amazing! And so um, it was great. It's great. It's a great movie about Jonathan Gold and Los Angeles. I mean, it yep. made me really want to get out there and eat. Oh, I ha- I've been going often to Los Angeles uh, for shows and uh, meetings and to eat. The food, the culinary scene in L.A. is amazing. It's, it's even It could be a notch above New York at the moment. They're doing some great stuff. Well, they were talking about how all of them would, well, Jonathan, obviously, he's based there, would you know be more pro-L.A. than New York. But Peter and David were basically saying... Los Angeles is has more happening in the food scene now and better eating cities. Yeah. So it's uh it's it's awesome out there. And the weather's nice too. The weather is nice. And the another article I had on Eater about more about food delivery. So mm-hmm. Uber is starting up their Uber Eats app and I think they've they've been doing some sort of Uber Eats, but they're like upgrading it, having more options. It's going against people like Caviar, Postmate, DoorDash. And there's a lot happening in the food delivery um, arena in New York Wait, City. So Uber Eats is, I, I, I looked at that, but I didn't actually get the details. So it's just like a delivery service for food? Yeah, I downloaded the app just to look. And Did you, you bet you didn't try it. I didn't try it. I mean, I, I don't, it was, yeah, I I assume, yeah. No, I didn't try it yet. I've tried Postmate, which... Yeah, I've done that. I do which, that. And I think from what I read, this is similar where you can you can watch when your delivery gets picked up. I mean, using Postmate was really cool because I could see the 
the biker coming yes. from Black Seed Bagels right. <laughs> way downtown all the way up to me, um, which was amazing. I use po- I like Postmates because they have some high-end restaurants like su- you know like Sushi of Gari. I've ordered Postmates from Sushi of Gari, yeah. which is kind of like a upscale sushi restaurant, but I've got it Postmated to my apartment. Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering, I mean, there's a lot going on with all these deliveries, and a lot of them have the same clientele. Like, I saw Black Seed is going to be on Uber Eats, and so... I'm, you know, I guess it, it will see like the pricing difference or is there too many? Is it is it going to be oversaturated, this market? It's, it seems actually like, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's too much. Like, yeah. How many delivery services do we need? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I eat out more way more than I eat in or do delivery. I don't do delivery that often. Uh, but there is demand for that in New York. I only do delivery when I'm really high. Um, so <laughs> true story. So, uh, but I prefer to eat out. So I mean, I don't, so I don't, this is not really an issue I'm involved with. Good to know. Good to know. Well, I mean, excited to see where this goes and and if if all these delivery businesses can succeed and where David Chang's going with it. So the other article I had was from last week in USA Today. Buzzy app Nom is the latest from YouTube co-founder. This article is by Marco Della Cava. So this is an, another new app that just launched called Nom, um, like Nom Nom Nom, like right. eating Nom Nom. Yeah. Um, and it's basically live streaming cooking shows. So oh. it, so- it sounded kind of like Periscope, but just with food content. That's it. Sounds cool. It's something I want to be on. I don't co- not cooking, just eating. Yeah. Well, you could have you but- could have your own. Your own, I guess. Uh, is it a is it profile. a sh- is it a website or? It's an app. Oh, it's an app. Yeah, um, it's an app that just launched. They launched it at South by Southwest. Okay. And uh, I downloaded this one too. Was looking around my phone. I, I I keep downloading these apps, which I like seeing them. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to use all of them, but um, I don't know. I find I don't know how you feel about the video apps that are happening but with with periscope i like it but i feel all of a sudden i see a tweet about someone who's live live streaming on periscope and i get distracted and then i immediately go and i start watching this video and i forget what i was doing so i feel i think it's just like the delivery uh situation it's the apps are oversaturated too it's instagram it's snapchat it's twitter periscope nom it's so much i can't do it all you know well now i think snapchat's everyone's on snapchat now. are you snapchatting i do i, I mean I, I don't promote it as much it's at foodie magician though um <laughs> uh just like my instagram at foodie magician um f-o-o-d-i-e magician anyways but um i snapchat just to be part of the the game i mean because i got onto instagram kind of when it first came out and my instagram has you know exploded but that's because i got on early and i just started you know years ago whenever three or four years ago when instagram came out i was like i decided that i would uh take pictures of an instagram everything i eat which i do but i take pictures of everything i eat i don't inst- actually instagram everything because i don't want to uh oversaturate my instagram with too much food because people i don't annoy people or my followers and fans but um because I eat more than I actually Instagram. Because I eat a lot. Yeah. Hashtag fatty magician. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm with you. I haven't gotten into Snapchat because I don't like the fact that it disappears. Although and it, it does disappear, but you can actually save the videos somehow in the pictures. You can actually yeah. save it. 
Yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot it's going a lot. on with social media. I think Instagram is my favorite at this time. I mean, I love Instagram. In fact, I'm, you haven't told your audience, but I am wearing a shirt he that is. says Instagram on it. Thank yes. you, Instagram, for the shirt. I appreciate that. Uh, and, but um, it's funny because my dining experience is when I dine out, um, it's like my first of all, my hand, like phone is in my hand, like well, twenty four seven. I sleep with my phone in my hand; it's out of control. Um, the dining experience with me and a lot of people um, is it. You rarely get to have a real conversation. I'm always like lighting my food, trying to take a picture of food. I had a meal at um, that the sister restaurant to Estella Cafe Alta Paradiso. Yes, I've been there. I um, by accident crashed our friends and family by mistake. Uh-huh. So I, <laughs> um, Tom has allowed me to stay as long as I didn't, you know, do any social media, and I agreed. And it was it was a very nice meal, but what was amazing, Sherry, was that since I wasn't allowed to take pictures, my phone was in my pocket the whole time. It was the first time in four years that that happened. So I was actually able to talk to who I was my dining companion and have a real conversation without like lighting the dishes and right. tweeting and Instagramming and all the social media. So social media really has affected kind of our, you know, our experiences in life and in, in dining but it's kind of nice just to have a one-on-one conversation but kind of like this i haven't looked at my phone in in, in 40 minutes 40 minutes this is record this is a record but um no, because i'm you. always like i'm yeah. all about like the social media i gotta get the right light gotta get the good pick the shot blah blah blah. but sometimes it's nice to just put the phones away and have a conversation talk about life and I, be in the moment you know i agree i i wonder because now i feel i can't eat something without first taking its picture and i wonder if this is it for the rest of my life like you right. know well like what if the, in my but in my life if i don't instagram it did i really eat it no not really yeah no you didn't but right. i guess now from this radio show we have proof that you are at cafe altro paradiso at crashing right. friends and family right yep. it's a, it's a true story guys so true and on that note we'll take one more break here come back i'm gonna do my solo dining experience this is all in the industry on heritage radio network back to All in the Industry at Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer. It's time for my solo dining experience, which, as I said earlier, it's at Pasquale Jones. Here's the rundown. 
Location, 187 Mulberry Street in Little Italy, New York City. The concept, an Italian place for wood-fired pizzas, meats, and fish from an open kitchen. The chef and partners, Charlie Bird's chef Ryan Hardy, Robert Bohr, and wine director Grant Reynolds. Plus, they've collaborated with chef Tim Casper, who is from Cotonia in San Francisco. Why did I go? Because I was excited to, to experience this new concept from the Charlie Bird team. So my experience, I went as a walk-in on Friday night. I was told there was going to be about a 20 to 30 minute wait. And I left my number, took a stroll around. About 30 minutes later, I got a text saying my seat would be available in about 15 minutes. So they were busier than I think they expected. I went back. There was a guy parked at the end of the counter that didn't seem to want to leave. So I waited a bit longer and I finally got a seat uh, Another seat they sat me at when two seats opened up at the counter and I ordered and then I noticed the, the, the guy at the end finally got up. So um, I, I volunteered to move down to the lone seat at the end of the bar because I figured it would be better for them to have the, the two seats open. So I did that. They were they were very gracious and hospitable and um, I was just happy to be there and uh, accommodate however I could. So... What did I get? Well, I had the charred cauliflower with blood orange, mint, and hot pepper, and the tortelloni with telegio and fiddlehead. My take. I like the cauliflower, and I love the tortelloni. The handmade pasta was beautiful green color and so delectable with the cheese and the fresh fiddlehead ferns. It's a really wonderful dish. The scene was a lively, lively local crowd. I'd say it's perfect for dinner with friends or solo dining because they have this awesome chef's counter. Interesting tidbit. The restaurant boasts two wood-fired brick ovens, both handmade in Naples. One, they do the neo-New York-style pizzas, and the other is for cooking meats. Personal fun fact. I spied Adam Platt, and I spied Ed Levine dining there that evening at separate tables. The cost was $38. Now, this is including hospitality and tax. They are a no-tipping restaurant. Would I go back? Yes. I'd probably try to get a reservation before so I didn't have to do the waiting thing. And uh, I definitely want to try their pizzas. They looked amazing. Their website is pascaljones.com. So there we have it, the rundown. And it's a great. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, no, the food looked awesome. I'm fans of theirs. I recently dined at Charlie Bird again. Yep, and me too. Yeah, they they do great things. So, um, no, it was great. The staff was great. Uh, just had to wait a little bit. So, um, it's time for the final question. My next guest is Marie Elena Martinez. She's a writer, editor, and co-founder of New Worlder, which is a new website covering food, culture, and travel in the Americas. So, uh, Josh... What would you like to ask Marie Elena? Well, I'd like to ask. Well, I haven't been to the, uh, South America, so I'd like to ask her what city um, I sh- has the best dining and culinary scene. Okay. And also, she would take me with her when she, if she goes. <laughs> I will ask her. Thank you. <laughs> um, she's lovely, so we'll see. We'll see. Maybe she'll take you along if you can do That'd some cool. magic. Yeah, I will. Yeah. And maybe, maybe you can take me along for one of your podcasts, too. Oh, absolutely, yes. I think that would be fun. Absolutely. Do you know, do you have lined up your next show? Who should we stay tuned to listen to? Um, 
oh yeah next week i'm well i record it and then and then next week we're recording me and jamie bissonette from toro nice um are going on a little food crawl at night tuesday night uh but we don't but it's not you know not like it's not live like this so i will have pants on for that okay Mm -hmm. awesome well, it's great. I think I think everything yeah. you do is oh, fascinating. You read my mind. I've amazing. seen you read people's minds. Thank and you. Floating cards. You did that earlier too. Uh, you do a lot of uh, awesome tricks, and uh, you're truly a magical guest. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So my guest today has been Josh Beckerman. He's the foodie magician. His podcast is Still Eating. You can find him at Foodie Magician. Dot com at nycfoodie.com and at willentent.com. Yeah, and is that the, right? the podcast is you just go to itunes.com slash at will, A T W I L L. There's, there's like two or three other podcasts there, including mine, which is still eating with the foodie magician, and it's truly magical. Yes, and social media he's at foodie magician at at Will Radio, and I'm at Sherry Bayer at Bayer PR at All Industry. My Facebook page is all in the industry, and I have two websites, BayerPublicRelations.com, SherryBayer.com. So as you know, all of our shows are archived at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We're on Stitcher and iTunes as well. Heads up next week, I am doing the roundup of my back-to-back wine and food festivals at South Beach and Charleston, so please tune in then. Thanks to my engineer, Jack, and again to Josh. It has been magical. Have a magical week, everybody. I'm Sherry Bayer. Thanks for being part of All in the Industry. Bye. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. Everybody.